believe the Spirit of God. He's already here. Father, we thank you where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty and there is freedom. And Father, I thank you. I'm honored and blessed by Pastor Steve and Pastor Connie and their beautiful congregation and every person that's helped make the conference a success. And Lord, I just speak blessings over every individual today to empower them to prosper and be successful in all that they do. And Father, I thank you for the building project. I thank you for everything that you're doing. I thank you that you're drawing people to this house, drawing new people, drawing, Father, people of influence to the house. And I thank you in the name of Jesus that what you're doing is mighty and expectant. And I thank you this is only the beginning of what is to come, that there is a catalyst for something beautiful in store. So, Lord, I thank you for redemption and favor with you and favor with God. In Jesus' name, amen. Give your neighbor a high five and you can sit your beautiful, handsome self down. Got to be careful, guys. Don't want to be called beautiful, right? Um, I don't know if you were at the women's conference, but I kept coughing quite a bit. and <laughs> That's because I had a pepperoni stuck in my throat. And then this morning I was coughing and Heather leans over. She goes, is that pepperoni still lodged in there? <laughs> I'm like, that would be so gross. But no, <laughs> it's probably the pork I ate last night. <laughs> it's like stuck in there. <laughs> so bear with me in my little coughing. But what I, I really believe when I, I was just praying, and I really believe there's two specific things that we need, and that's clarity and strategy. Clarity and strategy. When we have clarity and we have strategy, you know, it's easier to move forward with peace. How many of you would much rather move forward with peace? Have you ever had a decision that you've had to make and you've made an emotional decision or a logical purely just strictly logical and just on based on circumstances but I believe the spirit of God wants us yes those are important but not so much maybe the emotions but to be sensitive to make sure that we, we have empathy and compassion and sympathy for people especially being the body of Christ but to make sure that we are giving an answer for all things according to the word of God that when we open our mouth we do have a word in due season and we do speak with clarity and we do speak the strategies of heaven wherever we are and how many of you believe that that's possible it is possible, but I think sometimes the natural things can get in the way that would cause us to maybe not speak with clarity, not speak with a strategy. I love Instagram and Facebook, and I think they're important, and you should follow me because I'm pretty cute, and it's real Christine M. And yep, but I don't think that we should be all the time in Facebook. I have a silly little saying. I'm like, listen, get your face in this book instead of Facebook because we shouldn't be looking for other things to give us a word. We should get the word with our relationship with the Father first. And so I'm not condemning social media because, like I said, I really seriously want you to follow me because I just think it would be great. And I can tell Dave I have more followers than him, which I have a long way to go. But anyway. <laughs> he is pretty awesome. Uh, he's in Louisiana this morning, and so he's probably having crawdads and all that other kind of stuff and ministering the word there. So if you happen to watch, love you, babe. But side disclaimer, yes, it's okay to tell your hubby you love them. But I believe God wants to do a couple of things today, and that is to minister truth to us. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom and there's liberty. And with truth, love rejoices in truth. A lot of times we don't always want to hear the truth, right? Because the truth is like, well, you know, ah, that kind of pierced me, or oh, that hurt my heart, or oh, that was, I didn't quite like the truth. How many of y'all always love truth? Let's not have an altar call for liars. You know, because you're like, wait, I didn't really expect you to say that. And then God shows up. But write these scriptures down. And, and I have been meditating on these, and these are the, just two. I, we can go through the entire Bible, but these are really two specific ones I felt for, the, for your specific body today. And that is Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13. And it says, when the conclusion of a thing has been heard, that means when all has been said and done, when everything has already 
been put out on the table, the very last thing the Lord is prompting us and charging us to do is to fear God, that is to reverence him, not to cower down, but to have a reverence of who he is and to keep his commandments. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the duty of every single human being. And then it even goes on further. It says, for God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or it is evil. Now, some of you probably want to rejoice. Yeah, that's right. God's going to bring it into judgment, all the good and the evil. Well, now we were just talking about fearing God and keeping his commandments. So, right, you see how quickly we can even read the word, and then our flesh can get involved, and that's not clarity and strategy. That's judgment. But the Lord just says, I will bring everything into judgment. So we're not to rejoice in the judgment of others. We are to fear God and keep his commandments and to reverence him and know that he's got everything under control. And then to parallel that, I want you to go to Nahum 1.7 or just write it down if you're a note taker. The Lord is good. Say that. The Lord is good. And he's a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust him. Come on. Of course we trust him, right? So if he cares for us and we trust him, do you think he's going to leave us slack, not having clarity, not having strategy? He is good, and he says that we can trust him, and he's a very present help in the time of need. How many of you could use a miracle today? How many of you are like, come on, Jesus, I needed it like this morning, and it's not here today? Well, I do believe that we do serve a God of miracles, and then I want to give you some practical things as well as that. And I, and I don't know, hopefully this doesn't sound crass, but I threw up last night. I know, right? Ew. I was feeling a little sick, but I have a, actually, I'm, I thought, you know what? This actually kind of goes with my notes, so I'm going to use my little vomiting analogy. <laughs> yeah, well, I have been making a decision to just take better care of my physical body, and um, I walk to the mailbox right now. That's good enough, and um, <laughs> I'll get back in the gym later. At least I do yoga and stretching, and it's not weird. At least I do that, but I've been trying to be very very mindful of what I'm putting in my physical body. And so I've been eating more fish and just, you know, a little bit of chicken, but basically fruits and vegetables and just all the healthy things. And I don't, well, it's just me. I'm going to be real, okay? I don't want you to think, oh, she's more spiritual than the rest of us. I've just created a lifestyle about seven, eight years ago of fasting. So I don't think just at the beginning of January, we need to fast. I believe that's important. But for me, what the, I really believe the Lord spoke to my heart, it was just to create a lifestyle of it. So throughout the year, in different seasons in your life, I might put away something. Or I might say, oh, you know what, girl, you don't need any donuts. Your rear run says, please do not do it. And so does your head, you know? But also, it takes the focus off of what my flesh would want and puts my focus back on Jesus. And so if we create a lifestyle of that, you can maybe fast social media for a week or TV. I don't know what it is, but you understand my point? So I just want to put that out there and if God you know, speaks to you about that. But so anyway, I was in that season where I was doing that and last night we were at a restaurant and these ribs just sounded so good. I mean, the, I ate the whole slab. I know, you are... Do not say that loud. I'm going to get a complex. <laughs> She's like, oh, my gosh. I know. I ate the whole slab and some French fries and, like, a teeny bit of coleslaw. Like, I did not want anything there. And it, it felt great. It, I enjoyed it. It tasted incredible. Uh, every single thing about it was absolutely delicious until I got up into my hotel room. And then I could feel my stomach rumbling. And my son was so sweet. He goes, Mama, let me get you some club crackers and some Sierra Mist. 
And I thought, oh, you're such a good roadie. And so he went down and he did those things and brought them up for me. And before you knew it, you know, up Chuck, right there in the sink. And so I know that's gross. But here's what my analogy with all that is. I put something back into my body after I had already been purged and extracted from something that was foul for my body. Now, is it bad to eat pork? I don't know. I'm not here to judge you. I'm just giving you my little story, okay? And beef. But and it's like what the Lord was showing me. It's kind of like a dog that returns to its vomit. It's like once you've done with something and you put it away, why would you go back to the very thing that harmed you in the beginning? And I thought, oh, well, okay, thank you very much. It's kind of like McFly, you knew not to eat the pork, and then you just did it. You ate the pork. But what happens sometimes where clarity and strategy come in is my emotion and my flesh overrode the wisdom that I knew. I was like, you know, just, just, just one slab of you know, rib. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna taste really good and I'm with friends and you know just comfort food and you see how we can easily sway over here when it's just so innocent so innocent and simple are you catching my point I know it's ribs but I'm really trying to drill the point home how easy is that with our walk with God when he says hey the conclusion of a matter is to fear God and to keep his commandments and you're like ah well God I love you you know but I'm just gonna dabble over here for just a little bit it's really not gonna make that much of a difference oh I'm just gonna go entertain this sin just for five minutes it's gonna be okay No, it really isn't because it is like a dog going back to its vomit. And then we wonder why we're in the circumstance that we're in when we ourselves have permitted the very thing that God has extracted us from. And I know that probably isn't always popular, but I believe my job is just to hit the eject button and to get you up out of the place of where you are and say, God is saying enough is enough. Let's move forward with power, boldness, and authority. Let's go forward with what God has on the table. Let's marinate more in his word, a passion for his presence. And we don't have to be spiritual fruitcakes, but we are commanded to love people at all times through all things and to be at peace with people at all times. I think I just spit on somebody. It's anointed spit, pastor said. To be at peace. The word says, peace I leave you and peace I give you. If you've read that scripture, I really like it. And I thought, well, now, Lord, not only did you say that you, you give it to us, but you also said you leave it. How many of you know if I, you were to come over to my house and I said, oh, well, there's some you know, chips on the table or some carrots on the table, and I, I leave them for you. You can have them. I've got to go to work today, but there are some items for you to have. You know, that's your choice. You can choose to pick them up if you want them. But if I take them and I come to you and I say, Yo, I've got to run out today. I'm, I'm glad that you're here at my house, but I, I don't want to just leave these for you. I want to give them to you. I have a different exchange. I'm actually coming and giving. Therefore, I'm giving you full permission that what I said I'm going to leave, I am actually saying, I don't want to just leave it. I really want to make sure you get this. I'm giving it to you. Therefore, you have to take it. And that is what the word says. He says, I am leaving peace, but I'm also giving you peace. And when we have knowing that we have been left with something and then we've been given something, our behavior changes, doesn't it? And I believe God was just prompting my heart, and I'm going to pray for some people today because I heard two things. He doesn't want us to just have behavior modification, but rather reformation. And I looked the words up because I thought, well, there's really not that much difference, Lord. I understand behavior modification. I'm going back for my master's. I've been studying, you know, different psychology terms. I get it. But when I really looked at it, we understand modifying is just a very soft and a subtle term. But to reform something is a permanent change for the better. So how many of us would want to softly turn something or you just say, you know what, 2018, 
I'm drawing a line in the sand. It will not be like 2017. I am going to permanently change some things for the better. That means, like a muscle, if you want it to grow, you've got to stretch it. So what is it that God is saying, what are you willing to walk away from so that I can bring to you? What are you willing to lay down so that I can do something new and significant and valuable in your life so that at all times you'll have an answer for all things and you'll have the uncommon strategy and clarity that you need for every single circumstance? Because with me, you will fear me, you will honor me, you will reverence me, and you will keep my commandments, and you will see, according to Nahum, that I am good. And I am good. I am good. And I think sometimes we just read, oh, God's good, God's good. No, God is really good. Yes, we go through things. Yes, we can complain about what we woulda, shoulda, coulda, or circumstances, but at the conclusion of it all, he is still good. And I think sometimes we just have to do a checkup from the neck up and remind ourselves that he is still good. And he will perfect, make perfect everything that concerns us. Do you believe that? Who here has been suffering from illnesses in your body? Physical body. I just believe Jesus to heal you from those things. I don't think we have to continue to suffer and go through, through ailments, you know, in our physical body. It can make us feel uncomfortable, can make us agitated. Now, this is a loaded question, but who's been agitated lately? I mean, don't point at your neighbor or nothing. Like, that's my husband right there. That's my wife. It's like constant PMS <laughs> or menopause or whatever. So agitation comes because sometimes we feel misunderstood. But I, I believe there's a couple things the Lord put on me that some, some people are dealing with fear. You're dealing with fear, and so that unknown makes you irritated because you got to have all your ducks in a row, and you got to know everything, and you should have known it by now, and you don't know anything. And before you know it, you're, you're not reverencing God and keeping his commandments and taking that peace. Well, I've been guilty of it myself, so yeah, I'm preaching to the choir as well, but we are all in this thing together. We're not exempt from growing and learning, so if we take the pressure off of ourselves and we just say, wait a minute, we're in this together, so my role is to help my brother and sister out. My role is to be a listening ear and to speak with intent and to speak with the reverence of God, but to know that when I speak, I'm going to have a strategy. I would much rather have a strategy than just be a listening ear. And some people need a listening ear, so don't misunderstand the difference. You got it? So let's pray for those few people right here just, just that need healing in their body. Jesus, I just thank you for healing. Uh, even in the lower part of their back, someone needs healing in their, in, their, in their left ear, Lord. And just an individual's got some issues with their blood. And I just thank you right now for divine healing. Whoever has the knee problems, we believe for healing there. And God, I just thank you that your word says that Jesus has already paid a price. He's already gone to the cross so that we can have total divine healing and so I thank you that no weapon formed against God's children shall prosper and I speak health in the atmosphere healing in the atmosphere and I say Satan you have been trespassing in Jesus name and you have no authority to trespass anymore you take your hands off of God's children and we believe today that our bodies will be strong our minds will be sharp we will be alert we will have clarity our emotions will line up according to the way God says they should line up and we shall move forward with power boldness and authority today in Jesus name amen Amen. Charge your atmosphere. Change your circumstances. Speak life. And for those of you that need bullet points, A, B, C, you can write these down. Take your thoughts captive. <coughs> Very simple today. I don't believe in, in the next few moments I have with you that anything I'm saying is complicated. 
This is very simple. This is giving you some practical things. How many of you have taken your thoughts captive? Well, I don't really even understand that. Well, it's simple. Close your eyes. You know when you're being a booger. And you know, and you know when those negative thoughts are coming in. You know when you're reacting instead of responding. We're, we're human. We know, right? We don't need anyone. And we don't like people pointing out our faults. Anybody else? You're like, I'll tell you something, sucker. You know, you might not do all that, but in your head, you're like, mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, people, let's be real. I can come right down there and call y'all out. <laughs> Just kidding. I won't ever misuse God's gifts. <laughs> but you get my point. And I'm driving that home because when the thoughts are crazy, we're talking about strategy and clarity. And if the thoughts are contrary to strategy and clarity, it says the double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. We don't want to be unstable. It would be like me standing up here on stilts and not knowing how to walk in them. It would be a sight for sore eyes. But that's kind of like a visual of what it would be. And so we don't just sit, if I were to say, um, if I had a chair up here, well, I'll use the glasses. If I were to say, well, I'm gonna try to pick these glasses up. I don't try, I either pick them up or I leave them there. I don't try. Well, uh oh, uh, I don't know, this is so heavy, I don't know now, I have carpal tunnel, I'm not sure if I can really pick this thing up. No, I try, no, I do. And I believe that's what the Lord is saying to us. Stop trying to be the perfect Christian. Stop trying to be. Just become. Just do. Just do your best. And if you fail, know that God's grace is there for you, but let's not misinterpret God's grace. If you make a mistake, then own it, take responsibility, learn from it, and then just move on. Sometimes we camp in things we were not called to camp in. Like the dog going back to the vomit, like eating the, the ribs when I knew I should have probably ordered a salad or some salmon. So we cannot complain about what we permit. Does that make sense? We are just going to say, thoughts, I take authority over you today. You're not going to run and rule me. And then the simple one is, what is our internal dialogue? The next point you can write down if you want, self-talk. What do I say about my circumstances? What do I speak over myself? These are very simple and basic and practical, but I believe these are what the Lord put on my heart so that we can have not just behavior modification, but reformation. When we ask ourselves these very important questions, how do I see myself? Do I see myself the way God sees me? Or do I see myself based on my circumstance? Do I see myself riddled with anxiety and fear and stress? Am I in contempt? Am, am I judgmental? Am, am, I, am I just so awesome that I think I'm better than everyone else? I mean, so there, I mean, we could go from one side to the other. Or maybe you, you don't even really think about yourself. But do you know how important and valuable and significant you are? Do you know how incredible every single one of you are and every one of you have a gift that another doesn't possess, but together we can do phenomenal things when we link up together? Because unity brings a commanded blessing? I mean, just picture how incredible we all are. And then the last little point I want to make is are you getting proper rest and nourishing your spirit? You're like, that is really weird. Why are we talking about rest in church? That's so basic. Because I do believe some of you have not been sleeping good. So who's not been sleeping well? Thank you. We're going to pray for you. Because why are you not getting proper rest? Are you putting wrong things in your body? Are you running yourself ragged? Do you, do you need to? We had a conversation last night about, and I did it. I actually liked I did not have the cell phone by my nightstand. I went and put it in the bathroom, and then I'm nervous the whole time. It took me like an hour to be like, just go to sleep. Don't worry about it. What if the alarm doesn't wake up? Oh, my gosh, and I'm going to be late. I can't be late. So I started to get stressed out. And I didn't want to have the, the hotel call me because I don't like that, that loud ring. 
I don't like my mornings interrupted with chaos. I need them calm and peaceful. You ever see Ferris Bueller? It's like Bueller, Bueller. I needed things calm. And so are you nourishing yourself? So who here is just honest enough to say, yep, I haven't been sleeping good. Let me see your hands again. Let's just pray for that because the word says that our sleep shall be sweet. And when our sleep is disturbed and disrupted, it is very hard to have full clarity and to get strategy. Now, do we love Jesus? Yes. Do we want the best? Yes. But this is a natural thing. So we're going to ask ourselves, why am I not getting proper rest? What is it that I need to say no to? Or what is it that I need to maybe shift and, and instead of modify, reform so that I can posture myself properly for all that God has for me? So it's simple and it's practical. But Father, I thank you right now. Those that are suffering uh, from a lack of sleep, a, a disturbance in the, in the midnight hour, even some of them that have been dealing with uh, a night tremors and, and nightmares. Who, just lift your hand without you right there. Just the nightmares and the tremors. No more. I see your hand. No more in Jesus' name. So Lord, I just thank you right now for a, a comfort and a peace. And we command the atmosphere of their home to change now in Jesus' name. Father, your word says that you have been given an angel's charge concerning us and it is not weird it is from the spirit of God so we loosen angelic presence to their homes and we command peace to be still in Jesus name and we thank you Lord no more disturbed sleep in Jesus name no more indecisions no more second guessing some people you're walking in fear that's why you can't sleep good but God is saying he's asking you to do something different and to lay it at the feet of the cross today so that your sleep can be sweet in Jesus name Father, I just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for my brother, not only uh, because of the house that they have, but Lord, I just thank you for a newer strategies and newer clarity. Lord, I just thank you for strategies. See, you're supposed to be hearing in, in the night from the Lord. Very full, full of clarity, like the way you used to hear all the time. Remember when you'd like get up and you'd write it down, you'd be like, oh man, that was God, that was so awesome. When I just believe the enemy has just used that as a distraction so that there can't be that full awakening and that rejuvenation but I speak your latter shall be greater than your former your health shall spring forth speedily every single thing that God is doing in your life is yes and amen and I just see you strong I'm not, I'm not saying like I see you in your 20s so don't be all weird you know weird but that's just kind of what the image like a, a gentleman if we were to have a ladder right here and we were to say run up the ladder you know if you're 95 you're going to be not really running up the ladder but if you're 20 you just climb up that thing that's what I I see the Lord rejuvenating just in your physical being and every part of you. So I'm just going to believe God that that's going to be sealed. Who else would just say in the name of Jesus, I need my, my health rejuvenated. You know, let's just believe for rejuvenation in your body, but rejuvenation in your health. And maybe this might be different for some people, you know, if I'm kind of popping down here and walking down in the atmosphere or through the church. But I am so hungry for the people of God to solidify who they are in Christ with such power, with such boldness, with such authority to know that when the enemy comes in, sometimes I think we've read the scripture wrong. Maybe nobody here, it's for your neighbor. It says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. No, what it really says is when the enemy comes in, stop, period. Like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. So when a flood comes in, a tsunami of God's presence, it overtakes the strategy of the enemy and washes it away. And we stand there with victory. 
And it is my heart and my passion that the people of God get this victorious living life. Are we exempt from trials? Do I sound maybe angry and frustrated? I hope that does not come across that way. Rather, I am passionate about people realizing you're not exempt from trials. We're not exempt. But what we are responsible for is to fear God, keep his commandments, know that he's given us peace, and move forward with power, boldness, and authority. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Because everything that God is doing in us is making us mature and complete. So we will lack no good thing. We are to be mature and complete. And there have been times I look in the mirror and I'm like, you have been an idiot today. <laughs> and I know that's not a positive faith confession. But God is doing something great and strategic and significant. And I don't know where you need a reset in your resources, but I just keep hearing a reset in your resources. So Father, I thank you for a financial reset. I thank you, God, that you're gonna be opening the windows of heaven and pouring out a blessing upon my brother that he would not have room enough to contain. And Lord, I thank you, and I don't mean to discredit your lineage or your heritage, but you're nothing like your father and those that have gone before you. You have very amazing, courageous gifts, talents, and abilities. And that's not just to encourage you, but that is from your heavenly father to just let you know that you're not like all that. Does that make sense to you? That God is just doing something very new and strategic for you. And you will see, even over the next three months, just a shift over your financial situations. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you. Oh, Lord, I just thank you that you are the yoke-removing, burden-destroying kind of God. And you take those things that would be insurmountable, and you move them out of our way, oh God. And I thank you that we speak to the north, the east, the south, and the west. And we say, go destruction, go calamity, go every distraction in Jesus' name. And we speak uncommon clarity, uncommon strategy, and uncommon peace, and every business endeavor, Lord, that is on the table. I thank you, Lord. It won't be five or 15 different things, but you will narrow it down to one specific thing that is needed. What is next, God? So I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I thank the Lord for what he's doing. He loves us so very much. You know, and I'll have the musicians come a few minutes early. I, I love what Pastor said. Don't you love that, that newness of what, it, what they're doing with the worship at the end? Do you know how powerful that is? I mean, I'm sure you do, and they didn't tell me to say this. But when we get the word of God, and then we get the worship, it's like the worship marinates and gets to seal in. It's like, have you had a good steak before? You know, and the longer it's marinated, the juicier it is. You know, and if you don't like steak, I don't know, double fudge, fudge round. I, I don't know what it is, but you get the point. Something that's really awesome, right? Because, and that's probably a lot of extra sugar in there, but it's still the concept of, of being doused in something that makes something sweeter. And that's what our worship does. It's an aroma to God. It's to say, God, I choose today to take the focus off of myself and my circumstance. And I choose today to put it back onto you. I choose today. It's our choice to rejoice. It is our choice to enter into worship. It's not a part of the service just to make us feel good. It is our choice. It's our choice. You've been given so many choices, so many different choices, but I hear God just giving you new choices, new choices. So Lord, I just thank you for new choices for my friends. Lord, new decisions that are going to be made that's going to set them up for great success in this season. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for great success. Everything the enemy has stolen from you, he's got to repay it. This is your year of recompense. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. 
Just recompense. Just recompense. Recompense the things from your past. Recompense things that you've been frustrated about. Recompense things even in your recent conversations, right? Even that one thing you're so frustrated about, that one thing. But I'm here to just let you know that God has it all under control. And he, he doesn't want you to worry anymore about this. He doesn't, he loves you so very much. But that's not the conclusion of the matter. It is to fear God and keep his commandments. And he's going to extract like he's doing right now, pulling that right out. It's as easy as this. And you don't have to keep it if you don't want. But it's kind of like God just says, hey, I'm going to take this that you've been wearing and I'm going to exchange it for something else. That's what he does. And he just wants to exchange it. Does that make sense? So, Lord, I thank you for this beautiful couple that this will no longer be a thorn in the side. This is going today. You will not walk out that door with this anymore. You leave it here at the cross. If you've got to visualize it, especially during our worship time, you see that go and know I am loved by God. I am justified by my king. He cares so much about me and the best for me is yet to come. And you might have to write it down and confess it every single day, multiple times a day. And kind of where your faith got a little, I'm not going to say numb, but you know what I'm talking about. I just believe the Spirit of God wants to give you the gift of faith again today. Just to stir that back up. Men let us down. God will never let us down. It's hard sometimes to wrap our head around that, right? When we go through things, because you're like, well, wait a minute. Why did it happen that way? Well, I don't know. But the conclusion of a thing is to fear God and to keep his commandments and where you've been so strong and so valiant and just keeping it all together because you're just that kind of rock for her I just see the Lord saying well done just well done it's just like a brother just high-fiving you and being like well done and then I can see you in like football armor and football gear and just running strong and you're gonna take it home for the team the Lord said he knows what he's placed inside of you and this did not shock him and he is shifting everything around and he's giving beauty for ashes and he is giving something new and there is a deep refreshing for you and your household today a deep refreshing just like rivers of living waters today like you can breathe again that feeling of like you're constantly holding your breath for what's gonna fall out no more so Lord, I thank you right now for divine shift over this entire circumstance. And I thank you for a new river. Lord, I thank you for a new refreshing. And I thank you for the wind of the Holy Spirit that shifts this out, moves out this debris. And there is an uncommon strategy and clarity that will take them up and over. And they will look back on today and they will say, I have had hinds feet on high places. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and great is his faithfulness and his mercy endureth forever my God is good and he's a stronghold in the day of trouble and he is a strong tower and today you run to him and you find your safety and your refreshing comes in Jesus name amen amen amen